Welcome everyone to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnan, and today I'm joined by HSO's resident expert when it comes to all things modern workplace, Microsoft 365 and Power Platform, Sergio Giusti. Now, most organizations investing in Microsoft's workplace tools don't know what they're getting. They might think it's Outlook, some SharePoint, Teams, and a few other bits. What they don't realize is they've now got access to a whole host of other value-adding tools. And so in this podcast, I got Sergio to give his three top tips for getting the most value from the Microsoft tools and your investment. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Blue or red? Blue. Checkers or chess? Chess. Oh, you're a chess man. Yes, versus really checkers, good? 100%. Um, really good. I would have to leave that up to other people to judge. <laughs> I'll have to set up a game. I love chess. All right. What's the last book you read? Um, who? I don't know. It would have been something technical. <laughs> Hopefully it's about the topic we're going to talk about today. Anyway, what did you want to be as a child? I can't remember. Not a national what I want to be as a child? I wanted to be a paleontologist. Um, I think either a surgeon or an astronaut. <laughs> what happened to that dream? Uh, astronaut quickly faded away once I realised Britain has no space programme or had no space programme. Um, uh, and then surgeon, I just didn't do well enough in school. You have to be. It's like one of the hardest things to get um, qualified for, isn't it? That and memory, yeah. I think. Like yeah. All right. So uh, we wanted to talk. To, what I wanted to talk to you today about was effectively um, Microsoft's modern workplace that we've talked about before. Um, yeah. Microsoft three six five. If you want to get it down to that, and because you've, I, I spoke to you before, and you've had some really interesting and really useful top tips for organisations to get better use out of the tools that they that they likely already have, uh, but perhaps don't know that they have, or they're not getting the best use out of it. So. Sergio, if you advise an organisation how best to get the, the most out of the tools they got within Microsoft 365, where might they start? So I would say, um, I know you, you you were asking me to give you my top three tips, so I'm just yeah. going to list them off and then I'll expand on that a little bit. All right, cool. Um, so the, the first one is is you need to learn what, what you've actually got, what you've already bought, essentially. If you, you, you are unaware of the things you bought because maybe you bought the Office 365 or Microsoft 365 license yeah. just for Outlook, just for a particular feature, maybe you needed to go to, to use Teams because you needed remote working enabled for your users, etc. You've bought a license that comes with a whole suite of applications. You need to go and figure out what those applications are. Okay, so figure Do out a little what you bit have. either self self learning or get a get a professional in to just give you a, a small session to show you what they are, give you an overview of each application. Then you need to the second one would be review what you've already got in your business. So what processes you have, what applications you're using, and then with armed um, with that knowledge and the the knowledge from what you've bought as part of your license package, you can yeah. make decisions, which is that as to what you actually could use from the set of applications you purchased to fix, enhance, resolve, add to your existing processes and, and business software applications. Yeah. And that takes us into then the third tip, which would be um, plan now on how to implement those pieces of software, these new applications that you've already purchased okay. into your existing ecosystem. Because the worst thing you can do is just jump in <laughs> Okay. If you just jump into, say, using SharePoint, for instance, to do document management, 
you may miss a trick in terms of the integration between SharePoint and Teams. If you're doing SharePoint just for an intranet, you might miss a trick in terms of, again, the integration SharePoint, Microsoft, Viva and Teams. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing document management with SharePoint or OneDrive, um, or you're doing um, external sharing through SharePoint, through OneDrive, through Microsoft Teams, you might not know about the governance features within Office 365 that allow you to do things like blocking sensitive information from leaving your business or managing your um, document retention or security for you yeah. um, using the security and compliance. Okay, so let's, let's pick into those a little bit. So we've got three top tips there. So the first one is learn what you have, what have you got in, what have you bought into the business? The first question for me is, is that a common problem that people don't know exactly what they have? Absolutely. If I ask you, we as a business have, have Office 365, Microsoft 365 with a suite of applications. Do you know what they are? You use them <laughs> all regularly, right? You use Office, you use SharePoint, you use Teams. We use the Power Platform pieces that come with our Office 365 license, Power Apps, Power Automate. Do you know of the other application? If I said to you, what's Delve? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, stream? Do you know what Stream is? I know what Stream what is. Yammer? Yes. Microsoft Planner? Don't use that, no. Exactly. You, you need to yeah, get it. If you get abreast of what these what these different tools are, what they can do, and, and most importantly, what they can do in conjunction with each other, because a lot of these tools work really well together. Okay. A lot of them have been designed because they actually sit on top of another application or work well in parallel with another application. So tasks, planner, etc. work really well with Outlook and they work really well with Teams. They, everything works really well with SharePoint. Right. OK. And is that something that most people don't know about? Most organizations don't understand the, the, the a, relationships. A lot of a lot of businesses. So historically, a lot of businesses bought and um, what was Office three six five and became Microsoft three six five. Yeah. And um, initially, to move their um, Microsoft Exchange on premise to cloud services, so that they could have email in the cloud, because it um, fixed a number of issues in terms of mailbox sizes, security, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, buying your license got you SharePoint which if you aren't using it, and you will be using it, you might not know you're using it, but you will be using it if you're using yeah. Office 365. If you're using Microsoft Teams, for instance, you're using SharePoint because um, SharePoint sits as the background for all of the file storage area, as it does for most things. Microsoft OneDrive, as an example, is a reskinned personal use version of a SharePoint system. And I bet most people don't know that. No, but if you once you understand that, then you can start to apply the same logic that you apply to SharePoint to OneDrive in terms of you're thinking about how I can structure it, how I yeah. can permission manage it, what I can do in terms of sharing, what I can do in terms of governance, what I can do in terms of security, et cetera, et cetera. Which kind of takes us into the second thing, which is about reviewing the processes and applications that are in place. And um, and I know we talked about this before, but it's, it's it's almost as important to understand how the things are in place and and how which, you're using this is the most important piece. And often I find that this is the longest part for a business on their journey of doing this because when they come to review what they have, that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> For a start, different software applications might be owned by different departments. They're not all owned and managed by IT. Then you've got to work out who, who owns them, what do they do, why are we doing them? That might raise uncomfortable questions such as, why are we doing things this way? We should be doing things that way, or we want to be doing things this way. That 
can then lead to a delay in the whole process because you might need to resolve issues that you've actually realized that you've got that you didn't know you had before you can even continue moving forward. Because of that split and lack of understanding often where um, who has what, where, is there an additional are organizations often pay an additional cost for the for this or do you think it's just a case of they're using it in different ways it's a security thing more than a, a cost no you thing. could absolutely be using paying additional cost as as an example um i've got a, a customer recently came and said they were looking at um doing a, a like a desk booking system but they also wanted to do a meeting room booking system and they wanted to do a car park space booking system essentially all as one package. And they were looking at off-the-shelf software products, um, but the licenses for for the ones they'd had demoed to them were very expensive. They were coming in at about 15 to 30,000 pound per year in licenses for for their office staff. There's about 200, 300 staff. They've already got an Office 365 license for all of their staff, which uh, I think they were using an E3, which gives them SharePoint, it gives them Teams, it gives them, importantly, it gives them the Power Apps and the Power Automate for Office 365, which so means they it. can build a, a solution. It might take a bit more planning because mm. now you've got to think about your requirements for the system and plan it the way you want, but you can also make it more bespoke. And then there's no addition. And although you've got maybe some initial cost to create the thing, there's no ongoing 15 to 30,000 pounds per year in license costs for buying this product. And if you find that your business is littered with small little programs that are doing niche jobs for you, travel management, lots of HR stuff, lots of IT stuff, quite often these things can be built in the existing suite of tools you've already got. So where those organizations might be thinking, oh, we need to go and get some more licenses to do X, Y, and Z, there's a significant chance that they've already got the, the tools and they're already paying for the things that they to, to solve those problems anyway. Correct. All they need to do is learn that they've got those tools and then how to use them. Mm. Or if they don't have the time to, to learn how to use them or they don't have the staff with the skills to use them, they can get in a, a consultancy firm to create the initial thing and then that's a one-time cost, right? Is it, do you have any advice for um, for those companies then trying to work out what they have? Is there, a, is there a way to do that? Is there an easy way to do that? It, there's not an easy way to do okay. it, unfortunately. Okay. It, it, it also depends on the size of the business you, okay. you and and the maturity of their their technical capability. Where could where should they start, do you think, then? At least begin if they were thinking about... Most businesses will already know what okay. pain points they have in their business. They'll they'll have a sense of this process we do or this piece of software we're using. It's just painful to use. It's slow. It's causing me an issue. I wish it did that. I wish it didn't do this. Those type of things where you'll be able to quickly go, right, that is something we could try and target straight away for a quick win. My, my advice would be, Think of something that hits as many touch points as possible, so as many people as possible. If you're if you're going to start and you've got options of, let's say, a system that's hitting 10 users versus a system that's hitting everyone in the company, choose the system that's hitting everyone in the company. Yeah. Um, often, I would say HR things are, 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 or IT things are very good places to start because everybody needs to use them. Yeah. So if you're doing something like, a, you know, um, as in the example I gave you, a uh, meeting room booking system everybody in the company might need to use that get it yeah if you're doing something like um you know a sales demo system only the sales team need to use that so it's impacting less people 
it's going to have therefore less of an impact on the business. Um, but you've got to manage that because you don't want to, let's say you um, create a new system, let's say you've got a thousand people working in your company and you implement a new HR system or something in HR to make, I don't know, let's say holiday bookings or expense tracking or so, something simple for, for everybody to use. And then when people see it, they go, wow, that's really good. Can I have the following 10 things that I do to change to use this? Because it's much simpler and it's much easier and I want to be able to do it on a mobile and I need to be able yeah. to do it out of office. And I just like the fact that it does auto approvals and I can see it in Teams and I can see it in SharePoint and I can uh, get Outlook notifications, et cetera, et cetera. Then all of a sudden you've got another problem. You go, hang on, we're not ready for <laughs> we're not ready for these ten thousand requests we just received from all of our users. We, we, that's a good problem to be. It's a good yeah. um, problem to have in the sense that um, you're identifying areas that you can create um, benefit. And that's what and that ties into your third point, which is about planning about how Absolutely. you're going to put these things in place to make sure that. They're the right things. They serve the solve the right problems, and they're used in the right way. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So um, it's my experience that, as I just described, once you put in a, a system that touches a lot of users, you will start getting requests generated from those users to solve other business problems. Which again is a good thing. Yeah. That we're identifying places within the business we can make a a change to give a benefit. And um, now you need to assess those changes order them and how are we going to do it? Who's going to do it? How long will it take? How much will it cost? What is the benefit we're going to get? And then make decisions based on that. Understand what you have, plan for what you want and deploy in a way that makes these tools easy to manage and support. Sergio's top tips, albeit simple, are crucial for getting value from your investments, for increasing the productivity of people in your organization and for expanding what's possible. Now, I've said it before, but advances in workplace tools encompass Microsoft 365 means you are now only limited by your imagination. If you enjoyed that episode, please check out www.hso.com forward slash dynamics hyphen matters for more episodes. And until next time, take care of yourselves.